This is the Big Stick Energy Podcast, where three friends talk their favorite sports, baseball and hockey. Welcome one, welcome all to the Big Stick Energy Podcast, where three friends talk about Philadelphia Big Stick sports, hockey, and baseball. We go around the leagues, but we like to do a little stop at home first. My name's Jim Coleman. As always, joining me are my other two co-hosts, Eric Ryer. What's up, everyone? And Joe Neary. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? Nothing, I just wanted to do that. You wanted to make that noise. That sounded like oh, yeah. a, that sounded like a wet didn't fart. Sound, didn't sound good. <laughs> yeah, just redo that. No. <laughs> we're, not re- we're not redoing it. <laughs> Say hi. Hi. How are you guys this week? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm sucking along right now, Jimbo. Yeah. I'm uh. I think I'm fighting something off, so I. Uh, Feeling sick. Yeah. So, but I decided to power through for the people. So I might be a little less personable, right? Is that the word? Personalityable? Personalityable. No, that's not anything. <laughs> I'm gonna be. Well, less you're gonna be it. So yeah. Uh, okay besides that, that uh, my Hartford Whalers team lost once again in, in the Stanley Cup. Uh, I think it's time for the Chilies. Bring back the Chilies. Bring back. The Cincinnati Chilies. BBC. Uh, Speaking of Cincinnati, I got a bone to pick with them this week. But yeah, how was your well, Thanksgiving? My Thanksgiving was <laughs> wonderful, delicious. Actually, wait, no, I want to talk about my Thanksgiving. My Thanksgiving. Tell me about your Thanksgiving. <laughs> I realized that I asked you before I was finished telling everyone about myself. I mean, we could have gone back to you, but that's fine. Okay, we'll get to you soon. Uh, my Thanksgiving was great. Black Friday it was a big <laughs> haul. Spent like ninety-five dollars <laughs> on <laughs> movies. Well, uh, good for you. Yeah, and then I uh, went to the old Orange and Black, <coughs> Black Orange and Black Friday game. Uh, we'll get into that a little later, and it was a good, good, easy weekend. Uh, I'm feeling a little, a little shitty right now, but you know, it's <laughs> that was Jim telling me to raise my voice. So if I blew out your eardrums, it's all his fault. I just want the people to be able to hear us over my fucking uh, heater in the other room. Okay. How was your Thanksgiving? My Thanksgiving was wonderful. Uh, spent it up at uh, Nicole's family. Um, we went to uh, her uncle's first, and then we went to her other uncle's. And I was really upset because <clears throat> I didn't get to eat any, like, pie or anything. And pie is kind of my thing. <clears throat> I love me some pie. Oh, I had a lot of pie. What kind of pie? I, w- I didn't get to have any. No, Penis I mean, what kind do you like? All of it. Peanut butter. No, other than peanut butter. Peanut butter. I, I like me a good apple pie. I like me a good pumpkin pie. Actually, there's some apple pie in my fridge over here. Wow. I should probably eat some, but on my diet, I'm not really supposed to eat oh, it. Oh, it's not in the keto? It's not, and I kind of missed my window for pie eating. That's dedication. Although I've been, like, half-assing the, uh, the keto a little bit. I'm eating healthier. That's what matters. But, uh... <clears throat> Other than that, spend my weekend up uh, up in the coals. Um, we ha- oh we went to the we we went to Thanksgiving Eve drinking. <laughs> Me and, and Jim got a little bit uh, a little wild. You did. I was fine. 
<laughs> I didn't get wild. I was fine. Yeah? No. <laughs> Although, I I did have a good time. However, I waited half an hour to get two beers at the bar. What you? Oh, yeah, I know. We that. went to Johnny Apples. Oh, it was wild. It was, it was way was too crowded for Johnny Apples. Well, they had no bartenders there, so they were not prepared. Um, I flashed a little skin and got all the service I wanted. You had a girlfriend there. I didn't. I, was I flashed a solo male. I flashed her trying skin. To get beer. I flashed her skin so I could get the attention they, I need. They give the girls the drinks first. Did I tell you the story at all? I don't remember if I even told you guys a story or if you heard about the tequila thing. What tequila thing? All right, story time. So what had happened was Hannah, my <clears throat> beautiful partner, girlfriend. So, gossip girl. But the. <laughs> S-O, not X-O. Oh. Significant other. Shout out. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I, uh, so she had left to go to the bathroom. Okay. And I was sitting at the table with you and all our other. Our gang. Our gang. And, um, she's gone for a little while, and I'm sitting there kind of just like, where's Hannah? And, uh, Mike's fiance, our friend Mike's fiance, Ileana, said, uh, do you know where Hannah went? And then I was like, no. So I went looking around. So what had happened was the girl's bathroom. Apparently someone, lo- you know how like sometimes the stall gets locked from the out- inside and no one knows what to do and all the- everyone's like, I don't know what to do. Well, Hannah, the thrill seeker she is, <laughs> climbed under the stall and unlocked it. And some girl bought like $40 worth of tequila shots for us because of like her saving the night. What the fuck? I know. That's why I got two tequila shots. That's I why. Tequila shots. That's why I looked like absolute shit. Like I was. I mean, I was. Yeah, you guys were kind of bad. I was kind of worried we were gonna get arrested walking to Wawa afterwards. Wait, was it that bad? Yeah, you guys were fucking wobbling all over the place, and the cops pulled over someone right in front of us. Oh shit! It was not a good situation. Was Joe. it funny? No, because I was <laughs> gonna get arrested. You, if, thought, you <laughs> thought about it? No, really. I really. I really. It's like remember that part. They, all right, I'm walking in a straight line, and I know this because I was walking on the street line. These guys were like fucking penguins all over the place, just waddling wherever they feel they need to go. Okay. In the middle of a street, first at 12 o'clock at night, I wonder what they're doing. Yeah. First off, first off. So we hid in What? Remember that part from Wolf of Wall Street? You hid. When Leo does the, Leo does the ludes, or Jordan Belfort does the ludes, and he thinks when he's driving home, that he got home fine and he wakes up the next day. That's exactly what happened to me because I honestly thought that I was okay. No, you guys were bad. I was really worried we were going to get arrested. Fuck. <laughs> I have to tell her to listen to the beginning of this episode because we're Does under- she not listen? Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know, actually. It's the support's unreal. It's- yeah. But, um... Anyway. But... I, I apologize. I mean... It's okay. I mean, it was funny. I was walking behind you guys a significant way, so I probably would have gotten away with it, but... You would have ditched. Yeah. Wow. I'm not getting arrested for your ass, okay? You, get you know, I do realize now that yes. she... I do realize we were probably a little gone because the next morning when we woke up, Hannah had bought macaroni salad and macaroni and cheese, and it's just... That combination is just... That's disgusting. Yeah, that's... She, we woke up and we were just um, like... Excuse yourselves. Well, together you sounds mix disgusting. That shit together. Oh, mayonnaise and your <laughs> mac and cheese. She also got garlic aioli in the fucking macaroni and cheese. That's, That's delicious. Not all of those white creams mixed together. I don't <clears throat> know. Garlic aioli. Isn't that a nipple? No, it's an areola, Joe. Oh, my bad. And also, That's you don't good. put garlic on your nipples. 
Yeah. You could speak if you're for an yourself. If you're an Italian, exactly. I put the Barbary. I put the I put the garlic on my nipple. It prevented Dracula. Anyway, Joe, how was your Thanksgiving slash? How was your Thanksgiving slash Thanksgiving Eve? It was good. I saw my family and all that. Everybody's home from school and such, so it was good. Cool. Yeah, pretty simple. Nifty saw a cool 50. movie and all that. You know, four so, Ferrari. Nine out of ten, highly recommend. Saw what? Four verse Ferrari. Oh, that's a good one. We saw it finally. Yeah, that's a good one. I liked it. it was yeah, good. yeah, bro, it was a good time. I hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving too. If you celebrated, yeah. I think we all celebrate Thanksgiving, don't we? Isn't that a thing? All three listeners probably do. Is Thanksgiving a religious holiday? No, I thought it was about no, like genocide or something. It. You don't have to, not not everywhere in the world celebrates it on the same day. Most countries do celebrate a Thanksgiving, but not apparently our Canadian Thanksgiving is pretty lit. <clears throat> well, Canadian everything's pretty lit. Anyway, we are a sports podcast. No, I want to be talking about Canadian things. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Yo, how is it that I got the Canadian in me, but I don't? You're the hockey guy. How does that work? Because I am. Um, Isn't that a thing? Like hockey's huge in Canada. Well, there's other sports. Canadian. You know, there's a Toronto Raptors team. Yeah, but the, I hate the Raptors. Started from the bottom. Yeah, no, Jim Jim was a Toronto <laughs> fan in high school. He Get that shit out of here. He picked the team, and they finally won. I picked them because they were the worst, so you can't say anything about me being a frontrunner. Anyway. <laughs> That's why people become Browns fans, I think. Before, before we start uh, our actual podcasting stuff, I just want to remind you, the humble listener, to... Uh, or give us a rating on uh, Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcasting app. I like Spreaker. Um, <clears throat> I do too. Do you actually listen to it on Spreaker? Mm-hmm. Okay, good for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> also, you can follow us on Twitter at Stick Energy. We love Spreaker. Capital S, capital E. Uh, you can listen to us on most podcasting apps. Tell your friends. Um, you can follow me personally at Jimmy Coleman on Twitter, and you can follow Eric at. Eric underscore Rayer eleven. That's beautiful. And <coughs> add me to your entourage on AMC A list. You added me. You got to add me. Yeah, back. no, I added you. Oh, oh you, what? You, I have you to. Have, do it you back? have to like confirm that I oh, added I you. I th- okay, let's okay. do that. Yeah, add me to my yeah. on, to my entourage. We're bros yeah. on AMC A list. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy, gotta get. Yeah. It's exclusive. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we uh, as I said before, <laughs> we are a sports podcast, and I was thinking we do something a little bit different this week. Uh, we're gonna. Put, I'm going to let you guys know after the podcast where the baseball talk starts and the hockey talk ends. Just so was, not everyone's a hockey fan, not everyone's a baseball fan. Wait, so. you're going to let people know at the end? Oh, we're going to Well, I'm going to put my voice in uh-huh. right here letting you guys know. I'm also going to do something before we do anything, and I want to ask you guys a question that I asked you last <coughs> night. I want to try something different. This is a, a curveball. Ooh. I like how you use that. Curveball. All right. So I told Jim that I was debating. I asked you about the the betting apps last night, sports betting apps. And I figured we have a little bit of a conversation about sports betting. Because mostly because I'm trying to – I kind of want to get into it. You know, I'm not made of money. Maybe I could become an exceptional sports gambler. I know people that uh, do it for a living. I don't want to do that. I just want to do it because I want to see – I want to – like I so I downloaded FanDuel. I downloaded uh, first mistake. What, Gotta get DraftKings. I downloaded DraftKings and apparently my identity isn't like a thing. I tried to put my social security in because they ask you to like identify. What's your social security, Eric? It's a one, two, three. Go fuck yourself. All right. But uh. Sounds good. Um. 
you'll have my number. No, but FanDuel let me put it in. But I think because it probably mistakes me and my dad since we have the same name. Uh, Damn it! But um, I got an Xbox voice chat. <laughs> um, but you suck. I don't. Man. What do you? Uh, <laughs> so you said you've used them before. Yeah, I've used uh, Fan, not Fanduel. I've used um, DraftKings. I've I mean, used, I'm going. I've used Reality I, Kings. Yeah, Reality Kings. Yeah, shit. <laughs> Um, Is it a porn? Yeah, yeah it's porn. Oh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I, yeah, I use uh, DraftKings. Uh, usually I'll do it for uh, football or baseball when it's in season. Um, tried it with hockey, not too great. That's why I, I want to say I feel like I'd be good with hockey because I understand all like, the spreads you, and puck lines and shit. You think you do, but the sports where it involves like a lot of different players is where it gets really difficult. Um, like football, you kind of know people that are going to do well. But you also want to get that like fringe guy that no one's gonna put in just to put yourself above other people, and you gotta know like who's gonna have a good game. And it's a lot of it's down to luck. A lot of people on on these apps have like algorithms for like putting in their team, and they'll put in like like a really good team, and then they'll put like all shitty players at the end, and it's the shitty players ended up winning them because no one else had them. <coughs> I mean. I've won money on it. I'm up 25 bucks currently on it. <laughs> hey, I would take that. Um, well, that's but, the thing uh, is you can drop. I think you have to put a deposit, and the lowest yeah. you can put is 10 bucks. Yeah. So I would probably just start there. Yeah, I mean. Throw, like, maybe a dollar or two bet on something. It's, it's harmless enough. I, I, I put 25 in, and I doubled that. So, but that's really. So you have 50 bucks currently. About, yeah. Oh, that's about. not bad. I mean, um, you can cash out whenever you want, right? Yes. Okay. It's, it's, but yeah, I want to. I want to put more in. Like I want to mm-hmm. do more. I mean, I won twenty bucks. So I'm mm-hmm. gonna. Like, Are you addicted to gambling? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sports betting. Is, uh, I'm okay with it. I mean. I mean, it's legal now. It's a nifty alternative to uh, other gambling. And you feel pretty good about it. I mean, I've been playing fantasy football for years. So. I mean, this is fantasy football just without... Basically, but I like. I mean, it's gambling. Fantasy football's gambling, so it's sports betting, basically. But it's... I, I think it's good. I, I recommend it. I, I know people that do the uh, my bookie kind of stuff, too. Not a sponsor. Um, I have to say that because a lot of podcasts get my bookie to sponsor. <laughs> but, no, we can't. Why not? We don't have a franchise set up, dude. We don't have <laughs> any kind of like knowledge of any of that. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> we'll Who's get the sponsor. We'll uh, get the jellyfish that ate the carrot. Ugh. <laughs> well, um, um, but all right. That's what I was just. I just like because I'm, I'm I'm gathering around a little bit of a. We're trying. I'm trying to sit. We'll go for it. I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for a little bit more extra money. And then I'm probably going to deposit a bunch in just to wherever I use and then probably just start small. <coughs> Maybe bet on a couple hockey games, see how I do. I feel like with football, I was just debating the football betting because I feel like with like a Monday night football game, uh, well, who won Who won the game last night? Was it? It was... Was it Minnesota? Seattle. No, it was Seattle, wasn't it? I believe it was Seattle. Yeah, I think um, Minnesota was the favorite. So yeah. that's like, it's shit like that that makes me kind of confused. But that's also like, I don't know. Yeah. And I was looking at, like, certain, like, I was looking at, like, with, uh, I think there's, like, certain specific bets on FanDuel where it's, like, they're called, like, special bets you can make. And it's, like, to bet, like, it was, like, to bet that the Flyers lose tonight and mm-hmm. you would end up winning, I think, like, double your bet or something because it's, like, yeah. challenged bets, basically. 
Huh. I mean, uh, occasionally, fan or not, DraftKings, they'll give you a free one, like a freebie, like put in whatever you feel like, and then that kind of helps. I too. do hear a lot of promotions for that. Yeah. So I mean, I I, I like it. Um, That's I why need to I do was... more of it because I have it in there. I just haven't. I've done it like twice. That's why I kind of wanted. That's why I asked you last night when I was like kind of debating because I was going through all the apps and I wanted to know what's the best one. DraftKings. If you have so, all right. I'm gonna try to figure out how to make my identity <laughs> fucking valid. Then I'm gonna be like, this is me. I think like eventually they ask you like really specific questions only you would know. Like where were you on the date of October fourth, two thousand seven? Yeah. I mean, it's your financial information. I'd want them to ask me all this shit. But um, anyway, we are again a sports. Well, that was sports. It was gambling. It was. <laughs> well, we can add a little. Once I get into gambling, I'm gonna make gambling a part of this fucking podcast. We're gonna start talking about the spreads and shit. I'm gonna become. I'm gonna become a legit. We're gonna. You know, what, Jim. I'm gonna bring you into the world of gambling. <laughs> no one needs that. Um, Joe, you're coming too. Anyway. Sure. <laughs> I, I do like to gamble. I feel like you'd that. be a wild card and just throw shit down, and you'd end up winning a ton of money nah. just from like... Speaking of gambling, how are the Flyers doing right now, Eric? Well, currently, boys in orange and black are taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's the third period. They're up one nothing. But, oh man, has it been a week. Oh, baby, has it been a week, Jimbo? It has been a week since we've recorded this podcast. You are correct. All right. Well, fuck you. <laughs> but, um, That's actually true, though. He's got a point. Jim yeah. is right most of the but, time. But. Unless he's wrong. We are currently on a four-game win streak. Yes, we are. Going for number five tonight, if we can pull it off. That's uh and that sounds wonderful. Hottest team Wouldn't in the city right now. I know you said the Sixers. Yeah, they're pretty hot right now. But the Flyers had at least the hottest month in the entire city. They had four that I found out something today. Their points that they got in November is the first time they've had that many points in twenty years. <laughs> wow. Like they've never had this many points. Like it's it's insane. So in 1999, that was when they had this kind of... Like, start in November. Up. Okay. Remember when I just said that they were up on nothing? So the Flyers suck, um, and we should only talk bad about them, because when we talk good about them, that's when they start losing. No, actually, I think when we watch shit at your house, it seems like it never goes Turn it off. No, no, we'll keep watching. But um, let's go over a recap of the past week. So Wednesday night before our festivities and festivities that we partook in on Thanksgiving Eve, the orange and back, orange and back, orange and black played Columbus in Columbus. You actually were at my house when we were hanging out, watching the game, and we won three to two in a hard-fought defensive win. Uh, Drew scored the game winner. On a nice little power play goal. Uh, And your boy, Tyler Pitlick, and Claude Giroux scored. Pete Lee. Hold on, before we jump into the last... uh, Claude Reigns. Before we... (laughs) All right. I know I'm distracted now. The Flyers just scored 2-1, the captain. Who's that? Claude Jalach. Ten-minute mark. His ninth goal of the season. Let's see this goal real quick. Oh, he's got a little Myers with the push-off. Okay, who's get who gets the puck? Connecty. 
with the behind the back. It's, oh it's my goodness! It's That's insane. a Granny Smith right there. It's an apple. Exactly. Oh, I like that. I like that. <clears throat> Joey with the new terms. Did you hear that before? Or? No, I made yeah, that up. Shit. I love it. Yeah, with the red delicious, you know. Yeah, shit. All too right. much. Back to <laughs> we going off the rails. Wish you didn't hear that. <laughs> All, All these back apples. To, all right, back to the game. But Tyler, your boy Tyler Pitlick scored a beautiful first goal to open the game. Oh, he's a fucking G. He is. And a P. He had one for Pitlick. Tyler Klitlick. Um, <laughs> all right, so that was a it was a you know a really uh, a really good hard team fought win. Uh, Columbus hasn't been playing super terrible, but they're not like they're not as good as they were last year. Um, obviously, because they lost a lot of their people and a lot of their players in free agency. But the you know Columbus is playing strong. They got a great coach, and uh, for the Flyers to go in there, you know, come out with three two, appreciate it, appreciate it. Now, Friday Oct- or November twenty seventh was the Orange and Black Friday game that I went to. We won six to one. Against the Red Wings. Okay, so firstly, my first uh, thing that I noticed about the Red Wings are they are fucking atrocious. They, like, are really, really bad. Like, it was like a peewee team playing playing a men... Or no, it was... No, yeah, it was like a peewee team. Like, the Flyers were pretty much... The first, like, ten minutes of the game were all Flyers, and we scored right away. And then the last... 10 or so minutes were a more um no the last 10 or minutes last like eight minutes was probably detroit had some pressure and then they scored and the flyers scored with like 37 seconds left to take a 2-1 lead and then after that it was just all flyers i mean it was just all that we were all over them pucks were going in off of like people's dicks and shit like it was reaction off of his boner uh so basically, we blew them out of the building. Ghost like shot in the hard. Place. Ghost scored his. Ghost scored a goal, uh, which I actually called when I was sitting in the game. I said, "Wouldn't it be awesome if the Ghost scored?" And then a second later, Ghost scored on a nice little three sixty turnaround. But uh, it was also went off of like the goalie's helmet. It was it's a weird, weird goal. But Ghost didn't actually play that great that game, so that was his only positive. Uh, Limblom scored. JVR scored the break of slump. Hayes scored on a beauty. I don't know if you guys saw that one. Yeah. Did you actually see that one? That was the one where, uh, so Hayes tried to do a little move, and then Lawton picked the puck up, passed it through, like, two people's legs. Hayes collected it through his legs, kicked it to his stick, and put it in the net. It was really it was really nice. Barstool tweeted it. So. Sounds wonderful. Not a sponsor, Barstool. But, uh, and then, uh, actually, Lawton scored his first goal. I do want to say that Lawton scored in the Columbus game. He scored in the Detroit game. And did he score in the Montreal game? We'll get to that one after this. But uh they're yeah. playing Montreal right now. They're playing Toronto right now. They're playing Toronto right now. <laughs> but uh yeah, it was a that Detroit game was like a statement win because you uh, good teams take advantage of the bad teams in the league and they, you know, they won six to one. And scored a touchdown. Missed the field goal though. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, I think we hit the post actually, which was funny. But, doink. Double doink. But uh, bring that. Ha. Then, 
So after that, the Flyers went to Montreal to play the Canadiens. Canadiens? Canadiens. Canadians. Um, and, I mean, it was the second half of a back-to-back, which, I mean, right there we knew it was going to be a tough game. Toronto is... Toronto! Toronto is struggling. I think at this moment they're actually down eight. They've on an eight-game losing streak, so that's uh, great. Nice. But uh, they uh, Toronto's still a fast team. They um, and because we were kind of running on fumes towards the end, I really thought like, oh damn, we're probably going to lose this one. But the Flyers pushed it to OT. Tell me if you heard that before. Yes. Uh, Love it. Did they get to a shootout? Jim needs no. Nope. I showed you guys the the goal, but we'll get to that. Uh, Hayes scored another goal. Konechny scored a beautiful one-timer. Limblom scored a goal. And then in overtime, Mr. Ivan Provorov took the mat- took matters into his own hands. And I showed you guys this right before because I know you guys never, you said you hadn't seen it. He skated all the way up the ice through pretty much every single player with a little through-the-legs move. It was beautiful. And then flipped it over the goalie. How are you doing? See you later. Walked out of Montreal. And uh, it's funny because after the game they showed uh, the camera kind of panned over to AV and a couple of the coaches on the bench, and they were laughing their ass off because they asked him about it after the game. And he was just like, I didn't know Ivan had that move in his arsenal. So uh, it's nice to know he can do that. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, this team is like – over this past week, you can just tell this team's just having fun. They're working their ass off. They're buying into the coach's system. And they are they ended the month of November as the hottest team in the NHL. They got, I think. Well, Drew is pretty sexy. No, Well, yeah, looks-wise, we have been the hottest team in the NHL. But uh, points-wise, we had the most points in the NHL in the month of November. We had the most points, I think, in November since... All right, now that I'm thinking about it, I thought I read that the most points in November since, like, 2011 was what we had now. Okay. Okay. So, there are a lot of teams are starting to take, or a lot of the NHL starting to look at the Flyers and be like, were we wrong? Were we wrong? Well, Eric was right. Eric was Finally. fucking right. Finally. Yeah, it only took me nine years to say the Flyers oh, no. are going to be good this year. Dude, the Flyers are actually going to be sick this year. They got so much talent in their farm system, and <clears throat> and now they're dead. Now they're good. Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm not. It's it's December. <laughs> they got to keep the streak going. They can't, you know, go through cold slumps or whatever. But it seems like at this point, the team pretty much has found its identity, and they're, you know, they're just having fun. And they're at the moment. I was actually listening to, uh, I was listening to a podcast a little earlier. And they were talking about the Flyers, and the Flyers are one of the most, like, best together teams in the NHL in terms of, like, you can tell they have the most chemistry out of all the teams in the NHL. There's, like, a couple other ones, obviously, who are doing really well. But a lot of these, like, they're just, you can tell that they're just, like, they love each other in that room. They're having, and they're just having fun. That's the most, imp- like, they're actually fun to go to games again. Like, it's fun to go in that building. It's it's enjoyable to watch the game. They're they're. People are starting to recognize in this city that the Flyers are a team that deserves to be, you know, 
I mean, I paid attention to. Well, I, mean, I I know you guys do, but like a lot of you have to think that out of like the Eagles, the Flyers, the Phillies, and the Sixers, Flyers are the fourth team in the in the city. Sadly, but it's also they've been their own kind of doing, and also just the other ones are a little more. The sports are a little more popular, but the we are a hockey town, so the fact that they've been playing this strong and actually like. We joke about sports radio, but they do. They have mentioned the Flyers more this year than I've heard them mention them in the past little while. Granted, I don't listen to that bullshit because it's basically like if the Flyers lose one game, then they're like, ah, oh, they're back to the same old Flyers. Let's talk about Carson. <laughs> but, uh. I mean, it's a big thing when you're. Your team that was supposed to win a lot of games this year is doing absolutely. Oh no, no, I know, but it's it's nice that this team and you know I'll say a little bit of the Sixers. Sixers have had their their struggles a little bit, I think, in terms of like people have said. I've I've heard a lot of like people are idiots, man. Yeah, not that that not that stuff, but there is a couple things that I've that I think that they could probably get better. But they're also pretty much a brand new team. It's the same thing with the Flyers. It took them a little while to kind of get together, and now look at them. They're a talented team. And the Flyers are got to continue the month of November, build some points, and at the moment the Flyers are sitting pretty comfortably in the playoff race. Like they're as long as they don't slump too hard. I mean they can, they don't have to. They've did a bit of a little cushioning between them and like a couple other teams. I mean I think they're in third at the moment in the division, but they were in second on Saturday after the win. So it's been a it's been a really fun week. I mean I don't know. I'm loving Kevin Hayes's ability to work on the penalty kill speaking of the penalty kill we currently have the third ranked best penalty kill in the league i think our power plays kind of middle of the road but the fact that our power play which was 30th last season holy shit (laughs) yeah yeah it's completely been revamped kevin hayes was perfect acquisition because he's a great penalty killer mike yo's our assistant coach we got a break wait hold on we got two on two on one here oh my goodness tk with the snipe uh, Travis Konechny just scored on a two-on-one rip. There you go, Jim. You're missing it. Oh, good shit. Yeah. Sorry, I'm actually doing research for the podcast before I start. So I did that. I know. I'm just I'm brushing <laughs> right, up. You gonna watch the goal materials. now? So, no. so Travis Travis skates <laughs> up. He's got a little, little two-on-one. Bing. <laughs> Bing. Indeed. Yeah. Wonderful, but uh, fires are currently winning three to one. But yeah, it's been I don't know. It's just I'm I'm. It's so it's so much fun to be excited about them. They've been what's been getting me through, man. You know, it's cold, it's wintery, but it's fires time. It and, is. And I mean, the only there's I mean, is there is there a couple things that have been you know that could be fixed? Yes, I think Goss is is tonight at least in this Toronto game. He's been playing a little better, but he's still kind of slumping but i think that oh here we go oh but uh i think they need to keep him in the lineup and put him with phil myers and i think maybe they might uh be able to work some chemistry together uh jvr can't score shit right now i mean he scored in that detroit game but he's pretty snake bitten this season with trying to score the problem is is av has him on the fourth line he's only playing 11 minutes a game so it's kind of hard for someone who's a goal scorer to score on that it's so, but he's got to. I think he's got to continue to work, and he's he's streaky. So, hopefully, he kind of works out of the slump. So, that's something else. And then, uh, I mean, Voracek ever since what's been ever since the uh, 
you know, the call out by AV, he's been pat- tacking on the points. He's been scoring. He's been getting a shit ton of a, of a Granny Smith apples. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, they've been bobbing for him. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. It's just there's oh oh Farabee with the empty netter and the Flyers win four to one. They didn't win yet. Well, they won. Are winning four to one. To the Joel, baby. <laughs> to the Joel. <laughs> but uh, Farabee. Farabeen. But yeah. Good shit. But uh all right. So we're bearing any changes. We're going to end the night with a four one victory and go up five on a five game win streak. Oh wow, hit the But um yeah, like I said, it's just this team just battles and works their ass off. And it's shit like this that we need to keep doing where we need to end games of regulation, not play a ton of extra time, go to OT. I mean this team, I mean, this league goes to overtime a lot because the teams are so close in competition that a lot of the time, and the goalies are better, a lot better than they were a bunch a couple of years ago. But I mean, they're just like you're, they're just exciting to watch, you know. I, 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 you know me, I look forward to hockey all the time because I'm a diehard Flyers fan. But this is the first year in however long where I can say that I genuinely do look forward to Flyers games again, where like. It's not that, like, oh, I'm excited to watch the sport. It's, oh, my God, I'm excited because this team has a chance to win every single night. This team is good. Until they implode next month. <laughs> Why you got to be so goddamn negative, Jim? Because when it's a positive, then I'm happy again. It is a positive. If it's the opposite of what I expect, then. But, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it right now. And hey. Toronto and Toronto has been Toronto ever since they we'll get into that I got we got news about the whole Toronto situation from last week I got a little bit more of an update but I mean they've been playing well since um, yeah Fartlick got fired didn't he <laughs> Fartlick you mean Babcock <laughs> close enough <laughs> close enough oh fuck. <laughs> Fart lick. So uh, this episode's going to be called Toronto Fires Fart Lick, right? Yep. It's um, in the quotes. But the, uh, yeah, like, it's just been, they've been, I think they've won three or four in a row since firing Fart Lick. <laughs> and, um, oh, he scored again. Five to one. Goss's beer with a goal. Oh, man. Ghost yeah. scores a goal. Big goal, 5-1. Uh, so I was wrong. We're yeah. actually going to win. Who's in that tonight? For us? Yeah. Carter. 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 Ah. But uh, is he really that good? I mean, Toronto's not that good. They're pretty good. Toronto's a talented team. What I was going to say was... Wait up. I just got to get my no, I know. weekly... Let's see. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> that was a nice shot. Oh yeah, mama snipe. But uh, the um, like I don't know. There's just he scored again. What, the fuck? <laughs> what was that? JVR with another one. What was that? Six to one. But JVR can't score. So next goalie, I love it. <laughs> yeah, everything I just said about three minutes ago has just been revoked. <laughs> 
There's still 26 seconds on the clock. What what can they do? Yeah, Flyers are gonna win five four to one. They're uh, gonna do this and lose next game. <laughs> oh my god, that was beautiful! Holy shit! <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna lose next game. Yeah, that was Myers with another assist. He has like fucking three or four assists this game. He's all right. You know, for someone who's on a Philly podcast, you do a lot of negative up. <laughs> is it a Philly podcast without negativity? I admire him. I like Myers. I got. Wait, I see what you tried to do there. Um, you you failed, tried. But. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, like, I I mean, to go with what I was saying, this team is just so fucking fun to watch. Like, all right. <coughs> go Flyers. I'm a big fan. Oh, I can't believe they just won 6-1. to one. <laughs> Like, the fuck? They all right. Kind of hot with, oh, my God. But... Um, yeah, it's huge, huge W tonight. Huge. But, huge. all right, when Flyers talk positively because, you know, I was just jerking them off for about ten minutes, and they continue to, you know, lube me up. They just lubed me up. They just wanted more. Yeah, and they just were like, stroke me, stroke me, stroke me. You know? So they are now 16-7 and seven on the season. 16-7, and seven, are they? Yeah. What about the losses? Is that, is that completely updated? It's not updated yet, but it's going to be. It's going to be 16. Oh, wait. Well, that's... Wins, right? Sixteen, seven, and five. Yes. So that would put them in second in the division, probably. Right? What's the standings right now? Um, they're gonna get two points from this. They're still gonna be behind the Islanders. What are they? Thirty-eight. Yeah. All right. So they'll be one point behind the Islanders. So honestly, it's I'm not gonna say anything now because it's too early. But it's a close division right now, though. They're all right. Okay. But, yeah, let's end Flyers talk there, and we'll go around the league. But, God, I love them. It's just, it's such a, they're so much fun to watch now. It's just, I'm feeling so positive. Eric's sweating. I am, mostly because I'm feeling that cold, but. um, You're sweating because you're cold? Like, the cold that I'm fighting right now. The contradiction, Letty. But, all right. What's the NHL news, Eric? I'm just reading a lot of uh, happy Flyers tweets. Have you ever built a gingerbread house? No, we haven't. All right. (laughs) Trying to fill time here. All right, let's go to Flyers. Let's go to (laughs) Flyers. You just stopped talking on me out here. Eric had to tweet in mid-podcast. Sorry, I had to Very professional. All right. I was reading a tweet. Very Uh, professional. Around the league. So... Last week we had talked about Calgary's situation with Bill Peters, their coach, who happened to talk about who happened to drop a racial slur. What a fuck! When we were talking about how they were doing an investigation, well, he had resigned. I'm sorry, you look like a nun <laughs> with your ears, with just your ears out. Joe's wearing his hoodie in a awkward fashion, but I love it. <laughs> It's in my eyes if I don't do that. um, Calgary coach Bill Peters had officially resigned. So he wasn't fired, but he resigned because he probably realized, well, um, 
taking a guess that I'm not going to get out of this situation unscathed. And also, he had admitted that he did say the word. So What a fuck. But... You know, Calgary's in a bit of a. They fired him, and a lot. Of, there's been a lot of fallout from this with with everything that's been going on with the hockey and the culture. And uh, Akeem Alou, the guy who brought the news to light, actually had met with Gary Bettman and Bill Daly, who is who are well. Gary Bettman's the commissioner, and Bill Daly is what the fuck is Bill Daly's position? I I had it. I didn't write it down because I thought I'd remember it. His position is the. Deputy Commissioner of the NHL, and he met with them, and he then he made a tweet said the the meeting went good, big changes are coming to the NHL, which means that apparently, you know, they were talking about a way to change the culture around the league a little bit, you know, protect their players a little more, because, I mean, there's been a lot of debate, and I'll bring this up with you guys because I I'm I'm on like a weird stance with this. I'm completely for a coach being hard on a player. Like, there's a difference between being hard on a player and being a dick to your player. Being hard on a player is wanting to get the best out of them and maybe, like, you know, holding him accountable. If he does something wrong, maybe you kind of yell at him. But you're yelling at him. It's like when your parents yell at you, but they're yelling at you out of love. They're saying, like, because they want you not to do that thing again. So they want you to learn from your mistakes. But there's a difference between, like, yelling at your kid and then berating your kid and basically, like, hitting him and, like, fucking kicking him and shit, which is apparently what was going on to these players, which is, like, completely... Also, the, the thing that makes this ten times worse is these guys aren't, like, 14 years old kids. These are, like, 21, 22, maybe even 30-year-old players who are, like... um, These are, like, 30-year-old players who are getting hit and kicked and fucking abused on the bench. So, but, I don't know. What do you? I mean, obviously, I know Joe. I know you're a big believer of like, coach, coach being hard on a player. It's okay, which yeah. is it is because I had coaches who were hard on me, and it made me a better player. There's a difference. Like, there's a difference between being hard on a player and being a dick. Yeah, I mean, you need to be firm. Like, you're a manager. You're like you're the leader of that team. You're expected to hold everyone there to their own, mm-hmm. like to your standard as well as their own. Um, if you're a dick, you shouldn't be a manager. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's not really a fine line either. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can tell when somebody's just trying to get the best out of you rather than just, them just, like, insulting you or yeah. assaulting you. Like, <clears throat> yeah. And I've, I've, I've dealt with coaches myself personally. I know my girlfriend dealt with one at college that were just abusive and – only like because some coaches try to well, not even that too. Alone. I agree. There's there's coaches like that, but there's also the ones who play, try to play mind games with their players a little bit. Oh yeah, to kind of like because they think that's going to get the best out of them is by making the player feel shitty about themselves. That maybe it'll like psych them out of it. Which like, look, when I played <clears> when I was younger, there were seasons when shit just wasn't going my way and it's like the same way that like Reese Hoskins had a season where nothing was just going his way and it's really hard to stay positive when eventually you feel like you can't break out of the slump mm-hmm. and then there's seasons where you're on top of a fucking mountain and you can do everything like mm-hmm. and and it's the coach's job in order to like one guide you to get to that position but also if you're if you're struggling to let you know hey you're gonna get out of it. You're fine. This is what you got to do better. Mm-hmm. 
And it sounds like a lot of these coaches weren't doing that. They were basically, if the guy was doing something wrong, it was basically like, you're a fucking idiot. You need to, like, stop doing that. And it would be, like, shit like that. Like, It's one thing to, to say that about a player, but you need to provide substance. You need to know, you need to be able to provide a way. You're a teacher. Or an avenue for that player to fix You're what's a going teacher. On. First and foremost, you're a teacher. Yeah. Yeah, you're the guy. I mean, yeah, I mean, I grew up. I, I, uh, before I moved here, uh, I played baseball in Little League and I had absolutely terrible coaches. Other than my own dad, the coaches I had there were terrible. Um, I moved here and constant, like the coaches I had were constantly building me up, trying to help me along. Um, they knew I, I had the ability to play better than what I was at some points. I know Joe dealt with me for like three seasons on our uh, high school team, and I wasn't the best player on the team. I didn't deal with you. It was a pleasure, Jim. <laughs> I know, but you, you know what I'm trying to say. Like, I wasn't living up to my potential. I came into the, to that uh, higher league uh, after having like a batting 400 the previous season, and then I sucked the next year. My coaches believed in me, and they propped me up and gave me all the opportunities to succeed. And the a year later, I, I started doing much better. I was given the opportunity, and I thanked those coaches because it made me a better hitter and taught me how to be a leader mm-hmm. as well. That kind of stuff rubs off on you. Yeah. I think uh, as a coach, you know, you want to instill – uh, there, the coach's values into the player, and you want to hope the coach's values are good and not sinister. Which making somebody feel bad about themselves to try to get something good out of them seems kind of sinister. Dad, but the, the, the <laughs> fucked up part about that is, <clears throat> I don't know how it is for sport, for like baseball or basketball or whatever. Because I didn't. I mean, I I only played a little bit of both. But with hockey, there used to be this mentality where it has kind of shifted a little bit. But it was always like that was that was the norm, like that was just like how co- some most coaches would treat you. Like you were basically like it was a power thing. It was like mm-hmm. you know you do what I say, and I can treat you the way you that I think that you deserve to be treated. So it was like, and it was it I it's not right. It wasn't right. And I, there and once again, when I said like there was a fine line, I had coaches who tiptoed that line of they were really hard on me. But it was never malicious, and it was never, it never felt like they were out to get me. Yeah. And at and the bottom line was that like I knew when I needed them to go to as like a coach or I needed to ask them a question, they were there for me. And it was never like, it was never they never did anything to insult me, assault me. They never did anything. I hope they didn't. Well, like you know, like shoot a puck at me or something in practice. Like Coach coaches touchy. would, coaches would do that shit. They would like shoot pucks at you in practice if you did something wrong. Like rip them at you. you fucking kidding? That's like yeah. abuse. Yeah, <laughs> like I not not it never happened to me, but I know of it happening. And I I, I got I have an uncle who used to play, like for Council Rock North and like co- like school uh, club teams back in like the nineties, the eighties and nineties. And there was this one coach. And I've heard so many goddamn stories about who's still coaching today. And because like one of the guys he used to work with was actually coached by him, and he would like, fucking, he was the, exactly what I just said to you. It was what he would do: he would shoot pucks at you. He would basically say, "You guys don't deserve fucking water," so he wouldn't put water out on the bed. Like a lot of hockey coaches just didn't give you water. 
I'm surprised that, especially in today's world, that no one would say anything. Oh no, it is now. Now today, it's 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 a, you can't do that shit to like, especially youth hockey kids. That shit's not allowed. You can go to fucking jail. For yeah, that kind of shit. this guy's coaching a college team though, so you can get away with it because it's college. And these guys are technically adults, which I don't think is true. But I think when you sign up for, especially for a college, I think you're signing a contract that the school's still going to protect you. Like you're still supposed to be like, well. We could get in a whole debate about sure. that shit. <laughs> yeah. Now I just thought about what came out of my mouth, and maybe not. But um, what do you schools say? protecting their own ass, not oh, yours. Yeah, fuck school, dude. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know what I mean, though. Like, you, you if you think that's like, how it should be. No. They're making profit off of you, so they should be able to protect yeah. you. Especially since, once again, college, reality, college athletes they, aren't getting paid, so it's not like they only want to protect their own assets. So whatever is you're just a person whatever their is their money is their asset a number yeah. <laughs> yeah. whatever is their whatever. literally a number if you're playing a sport you got a number on your back yeah, you don't even get your name on there yeah but uh, yeah so I don't know it's just I, I hope that some of like do I think that hockey needs to be there's there, it's the shitty part is with how much bad there is there is equally as much good and I just don't want people to think that there isn't like hockey is a hockey's one of the more f- familial sports I think where like I feel like I hear a lot about the hockey community staying together and like a lot of the guys and like people I know from the hockey community I still keep in touch with and like I mean it's a fraternity yes but also like that's not a bad thing well yeah, I mean, I got... There's good fraternities. I mean, I got my problem with fraternities, but... There's good frats out there. But for the most too. part, for the most part, though, like... The, everything. Yeah, the entire, everything like... But the problem is, is that when someone hears negativity, it's automatically, that's that's it, that's everything. Like, that's that's what it is. It's, that's a simple... That's a... That's a uh, I know. Scraping the... I know. know. I know, and I hate that that's a thing, and I want, I want the people who feel that way to, like, just go read all the stories there are about how hockey has saved people's lives, how it gave them an out. Like, in high school, when I was, like, I wasn't good at high school. I wasn't good at anything. Hockey was the way that I could escape. When I was struggling in school, I looked forward to the weekends and the nights of practice because I was able to, you know, for an hour to two hours, I was, nothing else mattered. Like, I was with my, basically my family. And I forgot that even, like, anything else existed. Literally, because I got like th- sixteen concussions, but <laughs> but uh, I was gonna make a concussion joke, but I figured I'd lay off of it. Yeah, that's all right. I'm good. I'm I'm good to beat myself down. It's the same thing. I know what you mean. Like when I'm sure for me, it's when I'm on the court, and for you, it's when you're on the ice. It's just like everything else doesn't matter. It's just yeah, what is happening? Yeah, right and if now for a lot of people out there, this is their only like form of happiness is going to the sports. Like Get me to that batting cage. Yeah, that's yeah, like I like I'm 23 years old and I feel like sick. I'm 65, so hockey and me are we struggle at times. But like I'm playing in my alumni game this year for that's high cool. school and like I can't wait. Granted, I'm gonna look like molasses, but I it was bad last year. I at least was skating last year. I haven't skated since the last game. I'm gonna I'm gonna tear my ass or something more. Tear my ass more. You've already right. torn it. I got an asshole. There's a tear in it. That's a tear. It's I not guess a you're tear. Not wrong. It's formed like that. It's not a tear. A tear would imply it's not supposed to be there. <laughs> I like to think we're not supposed to have assholes, Jim. Actually, 
It's very violent, actually. Ju- like, in the fetus. It what, well, it's one of the very first things we get, so... If anything, we are. Our you dancers. grow from an asshole. You basically do. It's the one thing that you start most, as a whole, and you most form. organisms have in common is we all start from assholes. That's nice. That's actually I like that. It's weirdly. It's 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 weirdly. It's you no. Know, it's a weirdly beautiful good. thing you just said about my asshole. We're all the same. Here. We all come from being an asshole. Common so. so when someone calls me an asshole, I'm gonna be like, "You're fucking right. I'm an asshole." You're goddamn right. So all the people out there saying it's the heartbeat that you see first, it's really the asshole that you see first. I was going to say But all right. All right. But, I mean, that's a, I don't know. I just, I, I figured you guys asshole, would agree with me on that. And it's, it needs uh, to I just want people to, I just want people to, you know, I don't want, I, I hope hockey has a shift because there's a lot of bad in it. But people need to always remember that there's a ton of great, you know, awesome people in the hockey community and these like a lot of these people are coming out like kicking players being racist to players we don't want them in the game anyway true yeah we don't need that shit yeah we don't need that hockey's a collective community as with any sport nobody needs we, that shit everybody, we want everyone to come we join the team it, but, you know. Spe- what I'm just thinking about the uh, <laughs> the team America uh, speech at the end <laughs> I am an, an asshole, asshole. <laughs> And you, uh, well, you, you are a dick. You are a dick. Everybody is an asshole and a dick, but when dicks fuck vagina, or when dicks fuck, pu- and you, and some people are pussies, and when a dick fucks a pussy, or something, but then he's like, but when a dick fucks an asshole, you get your dick all covered in shit. He just said, what the fuck kind of <laughs> movies do you guys watch? Have you never seen Team America? It's what that gift's from. No, I don't really watch comedies. That much. It's, it's, what the, it's what the it's gift the, that you sent to the group chat. The creators of South Park made a movie. Oh, that sounds movie. horrible. Yeah. You would what? like it's, it's great. Oh, I hate it. satire. It's not even satire. It is satire. It is satire. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. not even satire. It's satire. But uh, all right. That's enough on the whole Bill Peters situation because we got to go into the Mike Babcock news. You mean fartlick? Yeah, I mean, like fartlick. <laughs> um, okay. So, as I said, the Leafs are like 4-0 since his firing. They are now 4-1 after what we just did to them. <laughs> but um, I listened to another podcast that I reference a lot here, and one of the former players came on uh one of the all-time great defensemen, Chris Chelios, came on, and he actually had worked in the Detroit Red Wings organization at the same time that Mike Fartlick, <laughs> I'm gonna make that stick, was at um, was in was the coach there. That's what he said. And he gave a little bit of a story about how Johan Franzen was a. Uh, he just he was called the mule. He was like a fucking unit for Detroit. He was just this big, burly man who just he was great. But he had a lot of concussion issues. He suffered from concussions, which gave him uh, anxiety, uh, <laughs> uh, depression. Oh, I'm not laughing at that. Never mind, Joey. Why'd you fucking all? Joey sent me a fucking text I in the middle. I didn't want to interrupt. So yeah, well, he, as I'm talking text. about depression. And anxiety, Joey seems to send me people who eat ass are cannibals. But uh, you said we're all assholes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I only like to eat the asshole. Is that cannibalism? <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> okay. So he had said that basically when Johan Franzen was suffering from his like really when he got to the point of his career where he was really struggling, Mike Babcock basically Alright, let me get I have some notes on this. I gotta get this up. Fill the time, Joe. Uh what's your favorite Christmas song? Uh comment on our Patreon. Mine's probably Jingle Bells or uh Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer. Um, both quality classics. Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer is from, I think, a movie from the early 2000s. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I recommend it. It's a pretty solid movie. Speaking of Christmas, how about your favorite Christmas movie? Mine happens to be Jim Carrey's 2001 The Grinch. Highly recommend it. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, this I like... has been Christmas time with Joe. All right. Um, so... You've spread joy to all. So, Franson... In the 2012 Stanley Cup playoffs, Nashville was facing the Red Wings, and Franzen had a nervous breakdown after Mike Babcock had verbally assaulted him. Uh, He was saying a lot of... It wasn't listed here, but he was saying a lot of mean things, and uh, Franzen came out and called in the interview afterwards, said that he gets shivers when he thinks about it. Uh, it was coarse, nasty, and shocking, but that was just one out of a hundred things he did, the tip of the iceberg. Then, Franzen called Babcock extremely meticulous and well-prepared as a coach, but he's an absolutely terrible person, the worst I have ever met. He's a bully who was attacking people. What a piece of shit. Uh, some of the things that Franzen did to, or some of the things that Babcock or Fartlick did to Franzen on the bench, I don't know. I don't know what he said behind closed doors one-on-one, but he blatantly verbally assaulted him during a game on the bench. It got to the point where poor Johan, no one really knowing he was suffering with the concussion and depression thing, he just broke down and had a nervous breakdown, not only on the bench but after the game in one of the rooms. It was probably one of the worst things I've ever seen. So basically, Johan Franzen was struggling with something that, granted, it's not a physical injury, but it's, divulge from a concussion which is a huge injury in the sport of hockey and 2011 was the peak and 2011-2012 was like the peak time when like concussions were kind of like becoming more of a main source or main like topic in the sport of hockey and like that was when a lot of football too that's when they started doing a lot of the player safety suspensions and stuff but um, he uh, the fact that Babcock was doing this to someone who is struggling is actually kind of sickening and like to make it worse the fact that he's like you had players who came in um like Nicholas Lidstrom, Pavel Datsuk and Henrik Sederberg would talk about uh what Babcock was doing among themselves and then they would contact they contacted the general manager <clears throat> And then uh, the problem was that the general manager would always back Babcock, and he said, like, basically, if you don't like it, you could be traded. Like, so it was basically a boss saying, don't get in the way of what we're doing here. Does this GM have a job still? Yes. Do you think Babcock and... uh whatever the other fuck's name 
Ken Holland, the GM? No, the um, the other guy just got fired. Racist. Bill Peters? Yeah, Bill Peters. Do you think either of them will ever have jobs in the NHL? Babcock will have a job again. Bill Peters will never have a job again. Because, granted, for everything that he's done, racism will always go above abuse, which, granted, it's like... I don't want to be the one. I I don't want to be the one to say which is. They're both terrible, but I don't want to get into a whole thing of like which one's more. Well, I mean, they're both terrible. Terrible. But I think if anyone has a chance of getting another job, it's Babcock, the guy, the GM, the GM of um, the GM of Detroit who did that is currently the GM of the Edmonton Oilers. This shit is so... Like, when you take a step back and look at all that, how ingrained this kind of shit is in sports. You look at it in the Astros organization. No one... Like, everyone there... Like, all that shit that blew up during and after the World Series, it goes from the top down. It's in sports. It's the very... It's tied to it in the worst way imaginable. It's unfortunate that that's that kind of shit goes from the top to the bottom, but it there needs to be things put in place that can fix this. We need to hold, well, not just we, but the players, the organizations need mm-hmm. to hold themselves accountable for any. And I don't want to say, and I don't want to say that the like I keep going back to it was a different time and like, but it was, but it was also oh. it was only ten years ago. But a lot has changed, and this shit wouldn't fly today, obviously, with everything that's happened. But um, this is just like that's bad. Like that's a bad look. That's just not. There's nothing. The fact that this guy was suffering through pretty much a like quiet hell like because no one really knows what someone's going through in their head except that person you can only kind of be there and listen and Mm -hmm. kind of try to just be supportive but i've had concussions and it's the hardest thing to explain to someone how you're feeling because most people i mean most people will say yes there's something there because obviously you can there's there's a difference in how someone acts when they have a concussion versus when they don't have one but i mean like I've had some really <clears throat> sorry <clears throat> my I'm losing my voice with this thing. Don't cry, Eric. No, the cold. Okay. It's cold. But uh uh no, I've had some really bad ones and the shitty part is there's people out there who will be like you're just faking it. Like and you're not like and the, and this guy was suffering through that and like granted as a contact sport you you mostly know that people suffer from this but you don't see what he's really dealing with. And for this coach to basically go about it the way he did and pretty much tell this, like, make this guy feel even shittier when his head is telling him to feel like shit. Well, not even concussions. All the shit coming out of uh, the CTE shit, there's so much in any kind of sport where there's any kind of contact, there's so much risk for brain damage and irreparable just reactions to being hit violently. Um, I mean, I'm not an expert on any of it, but anytime that 
as a brain injury. That's a serious issue. Regardless of how the player seems that they feel or how they can carry themselves, it's a serious issue that they need to take care of, and everybody needs to understand that. It's especially coming from the coaches. I'm sure the coaches have played hockey. I'm sure a lot of the people in the organization at some point have played hockey. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> there needs if if they're touting sp- any kind of sport as a family or brotherhood, you need to start looking at each of the players physical and mental health because that's what a family does. Mm-hmm. Yes, the players in the organization are your employees. Employees have rights in every civilized country. Well, <laughs> I won't. No. We need to start treating players like human beings again because they are human beings, whether we like to admit that they're making ten times more money than we ever will because they play a game. Get over it. They're human beings. Regardless of what their their paycheck is at the end of the day, they're the same level as you and me. It's just that they happen to be really good at something. Yeah. Yeah. If you were really good at card folding or whatever the fuck you do, Karen. uh, (laughs) What? I I don't know. She works at Hallmark or something. I don't know. Who gives gives a shit? Be happy for them. They made success in this world and you didn't. Go fuck yourself. You know? All right, Jim's hot take of the night. (laughs) Yeah, I'm with Jim. (laughs) Fuck off. Like, like people get pissed off at, like, Bryce Harper, like, Reese Hoskins for making all that fucking money and then not showing up. They're fucking human beings. They got shit going on in their lives you don't know about. What do you mean not showing up? You mean, like, Like they have a fucking child? If they have a bad season. Oh, well, I mean, you're fair to criticize. Yeah, you're fair to criticize, but you know what? They're also being paid $300 million. Why the fuck would they care what you say about? Exactly. <laughs> Why do you need to say it? Yeah. Well, because you want to criticize. Do you need to be an fine. asshole about it? No, I want to say, dude, I think you should be playing better. Yeah, I'm you not going to tell that, him he's a fucking asshole. Everybody on Twitter. We, it, goes well, back to, it goes back to the conversation we had last week. People on Twitter are ruthless and well, degrading. People are Twitter's idiots. a whole other people, fucking story, dude. Jim, let me tell you something. People in this world are idiots. A lot of them. Oh, I know. Especially when you put a screen except in front of their for, face. Except for the people who are listening right now who are great. We don't want to alienate you all, all of our nine listeners. No. People are fucking idiots. Not saying them. I'm just saying in general. Well, we're also idiots, so we can exactly. just add this into it. Exactly. Everyone's an idiot. So if you take it less serious and you don't pick apart what everybody's saying, just let that shit go. You know what I mean? Who cares? Constructive criticism is all I'm asking for. Yeah, you can have. But that. when it comes to shit like this, like it's the same kind of same kind of stuff. Am I wrong? They're That's berating right. a player because they're not living no, up to right. the expectation that they're they're playing. You're playing a sport for a living. How bad could your life be? You are totally right. But what I'm trying to tell you is, there's no use in getting pissed off over this shit because it's going to continue to happen because people are idiots. I know. So. I mean, we can change the narrative. We can be the ones that positive vibes that on our on our podcast from now on. Just so for all the times that we've made fun of Gabe, <laughs> we're so Gabe yeah, we've never told him he's an asshole. <laughs> yes, we have. No, I no, never you, said ju- that. you just talked about it behind his back, which is okay. I never said that about Gabe. <laughs> anyway. As long as no one finds out, you can say you I actually can, like Gabe. it. Starts it starts from the bottom. It might be it might be at the top. It starts from the bottom. It starts with us. We got to perpetuate that. I just think if you. 
are the way you are, people who will see you as happy and content, they will follow rather than pushing it on everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. People but will, people will, you know, say, oh, Bryce Harper, his hair is stupid or whatever the fuck. Like, oops. I have to, I have to admit that that, that insult's like the funniest fucking insult ever. It's just like, you know what, dude? Your hair's stupid. Well, you remember well, from I Anchorman? Get on him when he's not hitting well. They come, they say, oh, his hair's stupid. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, if you hair? cut your hair, maybe you'd be able to hit a ball. I'm like, yep, that's how it works. The aerodynamics would make him be able to hit the ball more if he had shorter hair, you fucking dick. Yeah. No, but I just, for that part from Anchorman has me where she's like, well, you know what, Ron? Your hair is stupid. And then she's like, <laughs> the little nukes in his eyes go off. He's like, oh, and he throws the printer at her. <laughs> just imagine Bryce Harper just freaking that. out and throwing a bat at someone and being like, Bryce Harper is a perfect example. He does. It doesn't seem like he gives a shit. But he across the no, there's a difference between not giving a shit and caring. He cares about this city and he wants to win, no matter how much money he's making. He just doesn't let the people who are he he has a great sense of humbleness and he also has confidence to know. These people literally have nothing better to do than criticize me, and I'm trying my hardest. And it's not. And like, at the end of the day, I'm making twenty five million dollars a year. Yeah, so yeah. suck so my why ass. Why do I care what they say? <laughs> but you know. But my point being is the people that, yeah, it's a sport, and you're mocking the butt. We need to have when a, it comes down to the people right, that are actually suffering and dealing with shit, and then they get piled on top of. That's not fair either. No, I agree. But I never say bring it personal. I just say you can totally comment on their play. That's fine. Yeah, no, it's the same thing as a job. Yeah. It's, it's you, you keep it professional. But um, I just want to change the subject really quickly. The, the NBC Sports Philadelphia this year has been great with every single player blip that they have. Do you see how it just says allowed just one lucky goal? <laughs> like they just uh, troll the shit out of like whatever's on the screen. Like there was the one when Joel Farabee like had that game where he went off sides and couldn't score his first goal. It was literally like finally scored his first, and then in parentheses it said his fourth goal of the season. <laughs> like it's shit. Like like they're actually pretty good. At, but um yeah no I agree with you guys to get back to the end of the serious talk. Uh yeah no. I think, honestly, we should just end it there. But the last, and then there was one other news that I can quickly just get off of. Uh, the Devils fired their coach today, like literally an hour before we were recording. Cool. John Himes was fired. The Devils have severely underperformed this season. Like, it, it, it's bad. They they lost, like, 7-1 to one last night against Buffalo. Like, it's... it's It's been it's been rough. It's And they got... They've been... Granted, two first-round draft picks, first overall draft picks, two out of the past three years, and they have PK Subban, they have like all this talent, and they just can't put it together, and it's just been a mess. So they fired their coach at hopes, and they named Elaine Nasruddin as interim coach. But we have the only good Elaine in the NHL, Elaine Vigneault, AV. So, uh, yeah, that's just. End of hockey talk, I think, today. We really we really went deep there. Got a little serious. But we end up doing that, don't we? But it's it's good though. We gotta you gotta, you gotta you know, we can make jokes, but there's some serious shit out there we gotta we gotta keep you know, we can't 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 ignore it. Well, we're young men trying to figure the world out, so we all got our own opinions on it, you know. My opinions are always the right opinion. 
That's fine by you. <laughs> Mine are but, uh, I'm kidding. I'm, not. I'm much more sim- simple than that. All right. I um, listen to anybody's opinion. If they can change mine, good for them. Sure. If they can't, fuck off. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your uh, any final uh, hockey shit? Uh, I don't think there was any other major stories to talk about. I mean, we we got the the two big ones that have come out the past week with the Babcock and Peters, and that seems to be fartlick. Yes, fartlick. Um, I mean, I gotta use my Babcock in a couple seconds. Fly- <laughs> Anywho, the fly the Flyers, you know, big win tonight. It was pretty much a what was it a three to one game. It was pretty much a three to one game that turned into a six to one game right yeah. at the end. We like uh, it. We and like it. We are currently sixteen seven and five with thirty seven points, which puts us in third place. One Baby, I'm back. The way you take move a on piss the ice. Really All right. The um, way you move on the ice, baby, I like it. There he is. There's your For guy. the love of God. Um, all right. So I we're gonna wanna give me some more. All right, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna take a break. That's oh, fucking god. That's it. Um, Joe's gonna pee. And then Eric we're gonna come back and talk too. about some fills, man. So yes, we are. And ah, we're back. I like it. <laughs> no, you ruined my end. We're back. And we're um, back. Before we jump in the Phillies talk, I just received an update from no one official Your because I don't have oh, well, my sources and my sources aren't official. Thank you. But <laughs> um, apparent, Eric was there. Apparently in the big win tonight, fourth line forward Michael Raffle broke his finger on a play, which actually I did see him leave the ice when we were uh, talking before, but I didn't think anything of it. But uh, looks like he broke his finger and he's expected to be out a month. And that uh, that sucks because he's been playing really well and our fourth line's been real strong. So uh, that's shitty, but you know, it happens. Broken finger. Well, we'll just hopefully he comes comes back. You know, it's just shit. after our pre- previous rant. I can't say suck it up. So I mean, going out for raffle. I mean, a broken. I mean, a broken finger is pretty. Like you can do everything, but it's like holding a stick. I've I've had a fucked up finger with a stick before. It will soon raffle. Beautiful. All right, Jim. Nintendo Switch with one. Here we go. It's on to MLB talk because I know we don't have a lot of Phillies talk. Well, there's some Phillies talk. Okay. Well, there's some Phillies talk. I did some research, (laughs) and all right. I'll see you guys later. I'm leaving. No. Goodbye, Franco, and goodbye, Cesar. Oh. I'm crying over you. Nice. That's all the Phillies news. No. <laughs> all righty. So let's let's get into this. So as of yesterday, it was the tender deadline for uh, the Phillies uh, arbitration bullshit. We sadly have seen the last of Michael Franco and Cesar Hernandez in Phillies uniforms. We knew it was coming, but Joe didn't want to believe it. I got to throw away my 17 Cesar jerseys now. 
You have 17 Cesar jerseys. <laughs> Don't even make Cesar jerseys. Someone made a joke. They're all custom. <laughs> Someone on Twitter made a joke that they just bought the $250 uh, replica jersey of Cesar Hernandez. If you honestly, if you're, I, 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 this isn't like 100% true, but if you do. If you're on a team and you don't have a jersey, like you can't, like someone can't buy your jersey, eh. <laughs> eh, it's pretty shitty. Yeah, that's true. They even had teams. Like I get like someone like Farabee or Frost and the Flyers because they're rookies. They haven't decided to make their jersey yet. Well, you can get all of the Phillies jerseys at the Philly store. Not a sponsor. Can um, you really? Like, yeah. did you get like Paul you, Baco back in the day? You could have gotten uh, what's his name? Um, you could have gotten. Fuck. I I got a uh fuck. What's his name? You got a Tommy fuck? Joseph. I got uh, a Tommy Joseph shirt. Um I was looking for a jersey. Glad I didn't <laughs> didn't invest in that. Yeah, that would have been bad. Um That was back in the day. Tommy where's, what, he at? Uh, where's Joseph at? Minor leagues, maybe oh. Mexico. Ooh. I don't know. You hate to see it. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Anyway, um, obviously, sad to see these two faces go. They've been two of the longest tenured Phillies for quite a while. Um, Michael Franco was one of the uh, longest tenured Phillies. Cesar Hernandez was the longest tenured Philly. He took over for Chase Utley back in uh, 2015, I think. Was that, was that when Chase Utley was traded? 2015 or 2016? I'll tell you in a second. Um Regardless, Cesar was there when uh, was the last person that um, was there when we had still some of that remnant 2008 group. Um, however, I mean, I get why they did both of these moves. Franco never really panned out to be the guy that they wanted him to be. He was supposed to be the franchise player that had a lot of ceiling, um, played, was going to be our all-star third baseman, our first one since, uh, I guess, Placido Polanco. Um, yeah, uh, sad to see him go. Wait, what? August 19th, 2015 is when he was traded. Oh. I was just looking it up for you. 2015? Yeah, 2015. Okay. Yeah, yeah I was right. So 2015 um, has been our... Second baseman since since that time. Obviously, sad. I was wearing tidy whities back then. <laughs> I've never worn tidy whities. That was my uh, freshman year of college. You were wearing tidy whities <laughs> in your freshman year of college. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's an expression. <laughs> but uh, Cesar, per Todd Zalecki, um, Cesar had 832 games in a Phillies uniform. Um He's the the second. How many games? I'm sorry. 832. Damn. Uh, which is the 52nd on the franchise all-time list. Holy shit. <laughs> Cesar is a mainstay. Um, <laughs> well, not. <nah>, never mind. <laughs> so with both Franco. You shouldn't say that. <laughs> with, both, with both Franco and Cesar gone, that leaves a lot of holes in the infield. And... It seems to have been a lot of turnover in the infield over the last couple seasons. And really just the whole fucking team. <laughs> Jim, what about Mike Moustakas? 
Stop. We're not doing that yet. No, I was trying to throw you up a pitch so you could hit it out of the I would have loved ah, the Phillies to have filled some of those holes with Mike Moustaka. Baseball. But yeah. The Reds had a better fucking idea. Anyway, so for those that don't know, on Monday, I didn't have any work to do. So I spent hours crafting my, uh, my pitch to, Ooh, help, to help the Phillies. Realized they needed to sign Mike Moustakas. I mean, it would have made perfect sense. Anthony Rendon would have cost too much. Josh Donaldson would have cost too much. He's a left-handed bat. We need left-handed hitting. He's a left-handed bat, and he's a cool cat. 101 home runs over the last 30 seasons. Citizens Bank Park is a hitter-friendly park. He's got 101 home runs past few seasons. Jim's got 100. Miller Miller Park, where he's been, he was this year. He hit 30-some home runs. The Phillies' Citizens Bank Park is, uh, by a factor of .2, which is a significant, significantly larger difference. The Milwaukee Brewers have a league average home run rate. The Phillies have a league, one of the league highest home run rate in their park, especially to uh, right field, which Moustakas, he could hit him to right field because he's a lefty. He's a pole hitter. Not to mention that the Phillies, well, the MLB roster is expanding to twenty from 25 to 26 next season. Cool. He offers versatility. Third, second, and first base. He plays three infield positions. We need two of them. And they fucking didn't get it done. The fucking Cincinnati Reds signed him three hours after I completed all of my research for this. I was so mad. Oh, I saw your tweet. <laughs> yeah. Because you tagged me in it. But. <laughs> <sighs> Fuck. We could have said moves. Exactly. He, we he, was, had, he was, we, he was we signed had, four years. Could have had two mooses in the city. We could have had meese. We could have had a flock. Four a years. Flock of meese. Uh, I'm not sure the exact. I think it rounded out to about $15, $15 million a year. So the Phillies could have forked that over for Mike Moustakas. But they didn't. So instead of focusing on Mike Moustakas, I'm going to focus all of my might on Garrett Cole. I know I, I've been leaning on both sides of the fence. We don't want Garrett Cole. We want Garrett Cole. I fucking want Garrett Cole right now. He needs to be signed within this week or I'm going to be fucking paranoid. It's going to be an expensive Garrett Toll. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Let me lay it out for you. Let me lay it out for you here. Phillies have Aaron Nola as a confident pitcher. Beyond Aaron Nola... Cool as a Coca-Cola. Exactly. Beyond Aranola, who else in this rotation do you trust to go out there and pitch you three innings, let alone a whole five? Kevin James. Is there anybody? Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. You already know. If Kev. you say Vince Velasquez, <laughs> you can fucking leave. But you ignore- Give me one person you said five innings. on this team. No. Not even. You just ignored my Kevin James comment. Oh, I'm Kevin sorry. James. 
<laughs> Name one player on this team that can give you more than five innings reliably mm-hmm. every week. I don't can know. I? Every can day. I throw my? Go for it. Vince Velasquez. Vinny Vila. Sorry. The team. Zach that, Eflin. Yeah, he's probably. I, I take I Zach Eflin. No, but that, my series answer is Nick Pavetta. But I'm but, going to <laughs> shoot someone. No, Nick Pavetta's breakout years next year, and you know it's coming. Oh, it could that. be. Brian Price is a pretty good pitcher. <laughs> anyway, we go <laughs> another breakout. According to uh, Vincent Page's game. article on FanSided, uh, the Phillies are the Los Angeles Angels' biggest threat to sign Garrett Cole before they do. Because the Phillies realize that they have no other pitching other than Aaron Nola, potentially Spencer Howard. They need to sign free agents. The Phillies have the money to get this done. Number one, the only thing they wouldn't be doing, the only thing they would be doing, would be going over the luxury tax potentially. That's if they sign other people as well. They can sign Garrett Cole to a long deal. I don't give a shit because he's a proven ace. The last pitchers to sign these major big deals, Justin Verlander, uh, Zach Greinke, Clayton Kershaw. Um, who's a uh, – oh, Max Scherzer. Do any of those guys suck right now? They've been on long-term deals well into their 30s. Garrett Cole isn't even 30 yet. Why not sign this guy? Max Scherzer was 30, like, I forget exactly how old when he signed. He was 30. He wasn't young. He spent his arm a good amount. What about uh, the dude is uh, pitching behind Nolan? How about him? Jake Arrieta? Yeah. He wasn't signed to a major contract. And he's going to have a breakout. He was signed to a big contract, don't get me wrong, but he wasn't given... Max Scherzer money, or he wasn't given Clayton Breakout year. Yeah, but he still was signed to a big contract. Watch Arietta have a big, I understand big, that, but Arietta is different than all these other guys. Arietta found his stride mid, like mid of his career. These guys I'm have been good out. all the way through. I understand. I'm not saying Arietta wasn't great for those few years in tank, but he was already on the decline when he came to Philadelphia. Tim Lincecum. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm trying to think of young pitchers who then suddenly suck. David Price. Well, like, you're not getting the pick. Like, Lincecum was bad by the time he signed his first deal. Is Lincecum the guy who had the, the fucking hair? Yeah. The long yeah. hair? Okay. The freak. He was yeah, awesome, freak. actually. He was good. But he also had injury problems. Yeah, I get it. But he was never good enough to get to his sec- his first deal. He was good his first couple of seasons, and then he petered out. He never got that huge deal. So, Jim, what happens if they sign Garrett Cole to all this money? Will they still have plenty of other cash? I'm betting they have somewhere between 40 to $60 million to work with here. Because say he's not that great. You're, all right. I think Garrett Cole is going to be good. Okay. Let's Regardless just, for the next two seasons, okay. I think so he's... So what if um, they don't have many good guys in the, in the minors, right? No. 
So what if they put all this money into coal and he ends up not being that great? What do they do then? They just did that on Harper. Yeah, but he's a hitter. He's a little different. Okay. I feel like hitters are, are more reliable. Do you think that, or is it just me? No, there's been plenty of hitters that panned out terribly out there. Like Pablo Sandoval yeah. signed a huge deal with the Red Sox. Sucked there. I mean, he was Pablo Sandoval. You weren't going to think he was going to tank that much. Josh Donaldson went to the Angels. Sucked there. Uh, there's plenty of evidence that it's just a flip of a coin. Yes, it's a risk. Anytime you pay someone this much money, I think Garrett Cole is worth it, especially if you're planning on winning in the next couple of years because we don't have other talent otherwise. So what if we get a couple guys like Cole Hamels? And, like, uh, that one dude from, um, what's that one guy from the Nationals? The guy from the Nationals. Steven Strasburg? No, uh, or Strasburg. Well, Strasburg's, old. Strasburg's older, anyway. and he's looking for the same kind of contract. So what if, uh, not Strasburg, uh, the other dude. Uh, Rendon? No, no, the pitcher. Oh, there's no other pitchers coming from it the was, Nationals. It's only Rendon and... Um, Rendon and Strasburg. Are from the two the, big Nationals. Oh, Wheeler, Wheeler. Wheeler right. from the Mets. Well, Wheeler is no, is isn't really a proven talent. He has the upside, but he's never had a been able to put a complete season all the way through. So it's like Garrett a, it's Cole like a, has been a solid pitcher for the last however many years he's been in the league. What's the what, Corbin? Is it Corbin? Isn't yeah, he Patrick on the Nationals? Corbin. Yeah, he's on the Nationals, but is, he's he signed for a long time. Oh, I thought for some reason he was a free agent. No, he was a big free agent signing, and he ended up working out for the Nationals. I'm just saying, yeah, there's always a risk, but the Nationals put all their money into Max Scherzer a couple years ago. He turned out okay. We put all our money in Roy Halladay, Cliff Lee. They worked out. Obviously, it sucked we didn't get to do anything with them, but they were good for the time that we needed them to be. They were they were already pretty established, that team, though. Exactly, but... Before all that happened. I'm like I'm saying I'm saying down. yeah, there's always a risk, but I'd say it was it would be worth the risk. This is a Cliff Lee type acquisition. This is a Roy Halladay type acquisition. Yeah, but they haven't won the World Series last year though. They kind of sucked last year. I understand that, but <laughs> I'm what I'm saying is this team's not going to get any better unless we go out and get this guy. If we don't go out and get people like Garrett Cole, how are we going to expect to succeed otherwise? Because we don't have anyone in the farm system. Yeah, which is concerning. <laughs> Isn't that concerning? I understand that, but if we can build this team on like free agents that... All right. If we sign Garrett Cole, if we don't sign Garrett Cole, who are you signing that's going to improve this team to be a World Series contender? I would just get a let couple... Alone. I would rather... I mean, personally, me... And you know about, you know more about this than I do. Yeah. But I would rather sign uh, a couple guys who are not as good as Garrett Cole but can fill out more positions. Because you're right. They do suck, and the, the the rotation sucks. So you're going to put in a, a really good pitcher, but he's only going to pitch once every five games. Yeah, but then we have two pitchers that we know we can rely on. Yeah, we can still sign other guys other than Garrett Cole. We can still add pieces there. It Signing Garrett Cole does not eliminate us from signing other players. The Phillies have money more, than, more so than most teams in the MLB. They can afford to go over that luxury tax. It's really just John Middleton's ability to do so without getting rid of some of his precious cash. The the man's worth billions of dollars, and so is the franchise. They can afford this. There's no salary cap that we need to be worried about here. It's just paying a little bit extra money. And we if we if we do sign Garrett Cole, 
there's we lose Jake Arrieta's contract next year. Uh, Robinson, Robinson's contract next year. We lose a lot of big contracts that will lower the cap for us, below that cap. Signing Garrett Cole is not putting this team in a financial down downpour. What's the worst he gets? Thirty million a year. That's a Max Scherzer contract. I'm just saying, the Nationals did it, the Dodgers do it, all these other teams, David Price, Chris Sale. Then that, I don't know, I, I, don't, I just don't like the formula. I understand. It's it's frustrating when it's not our own guys because then we can't say, like, then, it's, that, then, it, then the excuse is, oh, well, these guys weren't Philly guys. We no, don't. I don't care about that. I'm just like, the Nationals have homegrown guys, you know what I mean? Yeah, they do, but and Matt Scherzer Phillies from 08 Patrick had Corbin homegrown are not. guys, so it's like... We're just kind of adding all this crap together, and like, well, we don't have anything otherwise. And they just maybe we well them signing (laughs) them signing into Harper and JT Real Muto basically crucified them on the fact that they need to provide substance these next coming years. You don't just go out and get Bryce Harper and JT Real Muto and say, "All right, I don't want to spend anything on anybody else because this team is good enough to win just with that." And they're not. They proved it this year. They need someone else other than Aaron Nola, Jake Arrieta, and Zach Eflin to pitch for us. Is signing Garrett Cole going to f- ruin anything? No, but it might. No, it's not. I mean, it, it <laughs> might just. Do you think signing him? He's the else? best pitcher available but and possibly will this one of the push best pitchers. Push us over in, the hump, though, you think? It's going to get us at least 10 more wins. That's a 90 win team. <laughs> so, okay. All right. <laughs> I'm just saying, and then add another guy. Yeah, I I wouldn't want them to be mediocre and no. <laughs> not get you know. like we put all our money in last year, saying we're going for this. We didn't make it this year. We need to add something else yeah. to add into it. But the thing is, last year they also had guys who were supposed to be great, and Reese Hoskins took a step back. Yeah. Franco didn't do shit. Okay, you know what I mean. Cesar well, didn't. All of our homegrown guys kind of. Well, let's say they go back to average this year. All right, that gets us. I'll say that gives us five more wins. Add ten more onto that with Garrett Cole. That's a ninety-five yeah. win team. That could be winning the division. Yeah, that's good. I think Garrett Cole does it for us. There's other guys they need to add to. They need to sign a middle infielder. They need to sign a third baseman or promote Alec Bo. I don't think that's realistic because that's just what's at. Uh, the Phillies are currently. In talks with Didi Gregorius and Josh Donaldson, which is interesting. Um, Josh Donaldson would probably cost a lot more and give up a draft pick. Um, Didi Gregorius, uh, solid infielder, potentially one of the better infielders available. And if you can fill that out, I'd say that's a pretty solid lineup. I mean, I'm not crazy about Josh Donaldson. I mean, he had a great year with the Braves. Um, but if not, you got Alec Bohm. Money isn't the option that I'm concerned about here. It's what we're putting on the field. It's not my money. It's John Middleton's money. (laughs) And that guy can go fuck himself for all we've been through. (laughs) I'm saying pay out the money. You basically signed yourself into this last year when you signed Bryce Harper and traded your best prospects for uh, J.T. Romito. You need to spend money. Yeah, it's true. I'm just saying go out and spend this money because – Garrett Cole, once in a lifetime talent, was almost. Was he the? No. 
did he win Cy Young? No, was that Verlander that won Cy Young? This year? Yeah. I think I'm not I think Verlander, sure Verlander won. Regardless, he was second place in Cy Young voting in the American League. American League is much harder to pitch him. Go get this guy. Yes, it was Justin Verlander. Jim's got okay. a whole burden in his pocket. If I well, had he's got John Middleton whole, money and I wanted to win, I'm he's got his whole goal. burning in John Middleton's pocket. And as for people thinking that he might go to a California team, if I'm the Phillies, I'm putting the biggest offer on the table. I don't care. You're if he your wants to go on there, the table, and you're saying yeah, sign here, you're putting all your chips in. If he, I'm putting the biggest offer on the table, and if he doesn't want it, that's fine. We tried. We can't. Blame the Phillies for trying at that point if they don't get them. If that happens, go sign Wheeler. Go sign Cole Hamels. Make it make a trade. Can we have Cole Hamels too? Yes, we can. <laughs> Cole Hamels is a possibility within that. If I they, want him back. If they sign both of them, that would be fucking amazing. I'm all in for that. But their main priority needs to be a ace-quality pitcher, and Garrett Cole is that. I don't want Strasburg. Injury problems. Probably going to sign with the Nationals anyway. Bring me Garrett Cole and bring me some other pitchers, and we have a deal here. That being said, the Phillies do have some it holes to fill now that Michael Franco and Cesar Hernandez are gone. Uh, Didi Gregorius has been strongly linked with the Phillies, former player of Joe Girardi. Um, bring him here. Let's, why not? Right? Yeah. He can show put him in at a <laughs> sorry to sorry to okay. put him at a shortstop. Bring a Segura over to second base. Throw Kingery at third at worst. That's our worst case scenario. But bring me pitching. I need it because I can't watch this carousel of just implosion. Oh, bit. Baby, you ain't gonna need Behind it. Aaron Nola. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, you know the song "Cool Nick Guys Don't Stare at Explosions." Nick. Aaron Nola is the cool guy not staring at the rest of the guys pitching behind him. <laughs> but it's okay because it's gonna be Nick Pavetta as the second, third, fourth, and fifth pitcher in the Whack. rotation. Whack. That being said, there are some other options out there now that uh, arbitration uh, offers have been put on the table. Aaron Sanchez from the uh, Tampa Bay Rays, I believe he was on last. Um, has a lot of upside as a pitcher. Uh, could really use a solid pitching coach to help him kind of mold into a be himself. He's had a couple injuries, injury problems. He's a really good pitcher. He just needs a little consistency. Um, and that would be a nice fill for the uh, Phillies to get up in. Why are you holding your nose, John? Eric just freaking burped. Oh. oh, yeah, it definitely smells like ass. <laughs> uh, Arbitration sounds like the name of a Decepticon, by the way. Are you Sam Witwicky? Where are the glasses? <laughs> are you Lady Man 2217? Um, the Miami Marlins are making moves. Um, they signed a couple players. Yada, yada, they're the Marlins. Um, Uh, we're on to MLB news now. <laughs> now that I'm saying. You're, so that's enough for Phillies news, right? Yeah. Um, but bring me Garrett Cole, Phillies. That would be I'm, – I'm one of many screaming for this, but I would really appreciate it. Um, 
As we move into the uh, G, I saw your GM computer movies. get red, and I was like, "Did you just do some like com- fucking Phillies PowerPoint that you were?" <laughs> <laughs> As we get into now that the- you mention, I should do powerpoints more often. <laughs> As we get into uh, the winter meetings coming up this week, um, which is where the uh, the teams basically go and uh, have a lot of meetings, whether it be. Major League Baseball meetings, team meetings, uh, meeting with players to sign them. Um, There's a lot that goes on at the uh, baseball winter meetings, and they are in winter. Actually, they're a little bit before winter. Winter doesn't start until, like, the 25th, I think. That's the, uh, or somewhere around there. That's when the winter solstice is. A little little fun uh, solstice fact for you out there. Love that name or word. Is that going to be your kid's name now? No. Solstice. Mm-mm. Solstice. Bring me the ketchup from the fridge. <laughs> I can see it now. <laughs> um, Baltimore Orioles uh, put second baseman uh, Jonathan Villar on waivers, and the Miami Marlins picked him up. Now, you might think, why would they do that? I don't know. Because you he was actually a pretty decent player. He stole 40 bases last year, hit two, 274. What's his name? Jonathan Villar. I think he's a pillar. No. He's also a free agent. Yeah, he's a quick quick dude, isn't he? He's a defensive specialist, center fielder. Um, Miami Marlins picked him up. Miami Marlins made a couple moves here um, going forward, adding some talent. Um, I mean, they're the Marlins, though. They're going to end up not doing anything there. They really fucked themselves, though. Like, they built a gigantic park for Giancarlo Stanton to hit in, and they traded Giancarlo Stanton. Lol. <laughs> so it's like, hey, no one else can hit here. Why don't we make the seats a little bit closer, shrink the stadium a little bit? But no, they just have like 500-foot fences and shit, so no one can hit there. Um, pitching loves it, but they still suck. So They got a cool fish tank. They do got a cool fish tank. And they got rid of that goddamn uh, that ugly ass sign thing in the middle of the center Whatever field. It's called a mural or something. They it got was, rid of it. It was interesting, but yeah, they got rid of it and put seats there. It's better. Yeah, who the fuck's sitting there? No one. <laughs> well, no one sits there anyway. Um, Addison Russell was released from the Cubs this week as well because he's a shithead. And uh, yep, that's what the reason they gave him for releasing him. Basically. I mean, he uh, didn't do well this year, but um, he's not a good state, person. Domestic are. violence and all that jazz. Oh, great. He was the guy that was in the news because the Cubs were basically like, stop stop patronizing him for being an abusive person. <laughs> like, the Cubs actually took an ad out into the newspaper saying, stop it, he's a nice guy. And <laughs> but obviously not. Um yeah, he's a free agent now. Probably won't go anywhere because he's a shithead. Um, Blake Trinanen from the uh, Oakland Athletics. He, I believe, is from the area, or at least from Pennsylvania. Nope, Wichita. <laughs> uh, anyway, he's a relief pitcher for the A's. Uh, one year removed from his... Um, Point seven eight ERA, 38 saves in 2018. Um, 
had some uh, problem with consistency this year and had a 4.91 ERA. Now, bullpen pitching is finicky. You got to have the right kind of stuff for it, and you got to have the right mentality. Does a different location bring out the best in you? It might. Could also just mean you had a fluke year. You never know. But I think the Phillies should kind of look at him as an option for the bullpen, considering we have so many issues there as well. Um, obviously, with a potential .78 ERA, I'd take that, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you kind of flip-flop. I'd take it every other season. Why not? <laughs> um, a lot of other players, Kevin Pillar, um, he's projected to go to the San Oh, wait, he was on the San Francisco Giants. He was on Blue Jays. He was at one point. Um, defensive specialist, also a free agent now. Um, yeah, that's about it. Just a side note. Remember when the Phillies had Jose Bautista for about 13 minutes? Yeah, they did. He follows me on Twitter. What? Yeah. That's hilarious. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. I'm going to go look right now. Jose Bautista says, follows Jim Coleman. That's crazy. It doesn't actually, because I'd have a lot more followers if that was true. (laughs) Were you kidding? No, I'm serious. He does follow me on Twitter. It's a fake Jose Bautista? No, it's the real one. It's the Twitter checkmark thing. He doesn't really... I it's like it doesn't say under his like f- also follows. <laughs> uh, I don't have a Twitter, so I don't know. Wait, I'm um, all right. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, all right, Jim. Look Mill. up Jose Bautista, and it said follow, or it might say follows Jim Coleman. I'm gonna look at followers. Oh, Jack and look at my followers. Oh shit! Yeah. Wait, why does he? Yeah, he follows me. Anyway, does he, why does he follow you? Because he follows like everybody. He's big oh, okay. What do you mean? <laughs> but he followed me a while ago. So I at one point, uh, Philadelphia Philly followed me. So that's like that's pretty cool. Um, according to reports, the F- Yankees are reported to be meeting with both Garrett and Steven Strasburg this week. Um, so that's a potential. Yikes! Um, Anthony Rendon uh, might be looking at a Rangers signing. I could see him in a Rangers uni. Yeah, me too. He kind of looks like it. And they just got rid of, uh, or well, their um, third baseman just retired. Uh, Looks like he's got a big iron on his hip. You know what I mean? Big iron on his hip. Big iron on his hip. (laughs) Uh, Zach Wheeler was offered $100 million. Um, They don't know who from, but. Uh, they're projecting him to go to the White Sox, it looks like. The uh, San Francisco Giants are interested in Nicholas Castellanos for some reason. They're not going to contend this year, but that's cool. Is that the dude from the The Tigers? one that I liked, yeah. He was on the Cubs, actually, at the last part of the year they traded him. Uh. Um, I don't know why. Like They're not... Who's looking for it? The Giants, they're going to be rebuilding for the next couple of years. I don't know why they would try to sign him. That would be kind of a waste of talent. Um, <laughs> the White Sox are looking to add a couple starters, and so are the Dodgers. Um, they're doing these again? So, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, and uh, former Philly Jake Diekman was uh, signed by the A's this week. I liked him when he was I here. I did like him. He was a pretty good player. But um, that's about it for baseball right now. Kind of a slow week. Yeah, it's in the off season, you know. And I, I knowing that the baseball oh. off season is so extended, I feel like at least you'll have shit to talk about all the time. But it yeah. might just be sporadic. Yeah, I did forget to mention for the Phillies, uh, the, um, blah 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 blah. Where was I? Um, Your favorite Christmas movie. The Phillies have agreed to a one-year deal with Andrew Knapp. Yes. <laughs> Fuck. Um, they they have also avoided arbitration with well, or they offered contracts to Zach Eflin, Hector Neris, Vince Velasquez, Jose Alvarez, Adam Morgan, and J. T. Realmuto. So they will all be back next year. <laughs> Joe is very excited about Vince Velasquez for whatever reason he is. Um, yeah, that's about it for baseball. You finished? Yeah, I'm finished. What, how, how long are we running here, Eric? Hour 48. It was a good episode. It was a Damn, long, lengthy that's a long, one. That's like two hours. About nothing. It's actually an hour 48. What are you talking about about nothing? It was <laughs> how long do you like... want these damn things to be? I got kids to feed out here, Jim. Do you? No. <laughs> do I um, need to be concerned? Am I an uncle? All right. <laughs> So, what are you guys' final thoughts? Because I got my some. final thoughts. Yeah, for the episode, the Phillies need Garrett Cole, and fart licks a dickhead. <laughs> you, Joe? Uh, nothing. I mean, I, I feel satisfied after this. You know, <laughs> I was gonna go. Ugh. He's just happy. Even- <laughs> Ugh. He's just happy. Vince Velasquez will be back next year. Yeah, rest probably in, in a bullpen. Are. Good luck to he's you, buddy. Dead. Yeah, but well, he's dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Joe killed Cesar. <laughs> All right. I mean, uh, I'm on cloud nine right now. The Flyers just continue to pile on the wins. And I was looking through the old Flyers Twitter today, and this is the most positive that I've seen the Flyers Twitter in so long, and that people are actually saying this team looks like a – <laughs> Let me get close. For fuck's sake. Contender. Lesbian. <laughs> Lesbian. <laughs> yep, that's what they said. But contender. We're going to throw that word out there, and it feels a little wrong, but who feels right? <laughs> but who oh, feels right? Um, but yeah, uh, they take on the Arizona Coyotes at home on Thursday night. So uh, Arizona's a really good team this year there. So it'll be a hard-fought game. And uh, hopefully we can get win number six in a row. Also, just to say, we're like... (coughs) (laughs) What? Someone just tweeted... uh, Jack Fritz from WIP just tweeted, people forget that Didi Gregorius is the most clutch Yankee shortstop in the last 25 years. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's funny as shit. Get the fuck out of here. Um, but, yeah. You shot cheater. Hey, Flyers are like, the, let me see their homework before we sign off. <clears throat> Flyers' Christ. home record is... Sixes are uh, undefeated at home. 
Is that so? Yes, it is. Big Swish Energy Podcast. You oh, could... apparently, to according to Scott Lauber, the Phillies view Alec Bohm as a third baseman and believe it's very reasonable he can impact the big league club at some point in 2020. Is that so? How do yes. you feel? I'm I'm down with it. Not when Moustakas is off the market. Yeah, I fuck it. I'll take Alec Bohm at this point. Why? You're sign just like fuck guy? it, fuck it. You know, fuck <laughs> it. Spend the money on the pitching. Bring me Alec Bohm. Get Didi Gregorius. Let's build this team up from the ground. Okay, what I was gonna say was from the ground. This is like patching it up. That's what it is. This is like eye level. This put some band aids. (laughs) Okay, so the flyers. So the flyers have had eleven home games. That's a lot of damage. (laughs) Flyers have had eleven home games, and they're seven zero and four currently at home, which means they haven't lost a game at home in regulation. So they've gotten points in every one of their games at home. We have home ice advantage, baby. The winter team. Gotta love home. The Wells Fargo Center is. uh, Did you hear me? What? Got a little shootout. Yep. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, follow <laughs> us. Rate us. Listen to us. Support us. We love you. Thank love you. Love you too, guys. Have a good week, and uh, let's go Flyers. Let's keep it going. Let's go Philly. Sign people go now. Philly's Flyers. Soul. <laughs> the soul is dead. My soul is dead. <laughs>